everybody, it's Elisa Murray here, and we're having a Martini Talks with one of my very best friends, Jonah. Hey, everybody, introduce Jonah, and I wanted to just visit with you guys tonight and talk about this afternoon, actually, we're not in the nighttime, and, uh, and talk about friendship and our memories and raising babies and all that jazz. So, what's probably the most memorable thing that you remember about our friendship so far? Um probably was that it cemented really fast and I think that happens because I came in and I was about 30 weeks pregnant with the first baby and you jumped straight to get naked let me take your pictures <laughs> I always so do that you gotta be really good friends really fast um but we've got we've we've seen a lot of things together we sure have we sure have we've been friends for gosh how many years have we been friends the kids are well that baby is 12 now yep so so a long time 12 years plus a couple months for march plus a few weeks to get to 30 weeks <laughs> it's cool it's cool what's your favorite photo that i've taken of the kiddos that is impossible um because you've taken a lot and I rotate them in and out in my house. But probably, can I have a favorite of each child? I hope so. Two children? I hope yeah. so. Right, so kiddos? <laughs> They're watching my, today. One of my favorite ones of Rudy is, I'm a very sentimental person. So one of my favorites of Rudy is, I think he was just six months old. And um, we had really struggled with getting breastfeeding to work and I was really exhausted for the first few months and but man something clicked when he was like four or five months old and he just turned into a total booby baby and so we we're out here for a six month update and we took a break for him to nurse and um, you took a picture and it's really funny like I don't even remember exactly what you had maybe I laid down and he was behind me but he's like peeking up over my body mm -hmm. and it's just it's really cute and it really captures the like a mother baby bond that comes from breastfeeding so that's probably my favorite of him and then of Lillian it's really hard because she's a photogenic kid mm -hmm. especially but I really love there's some that you took in your garden over there she was wearing her flower girl dress from my sister's wedding mm -hmm. So I like those, but probably my most favorite, those ones look very secret garden. They're like book cover cute. My favorite one of her is probably for sentimentality. I have a baby doll cradle that my grandfather made mm -hmm. and we put her in it mm -hmm. and took her picture. And so that's probably my you know, My favorite, favorite is um, there's one that I shot of, of Rudy that he is just making the silliest face it's just adorable and I love to do that because I capture who they are at every single age so it's not always for me about like the perfect smile it's like capturing a cool minute in their life and then being able to put that book together when we finally do sit down and make the yeah. coffee table books um, and have like where they were at that moment but the other thing I love is the strawberry series with Lillian that's another favorite yeah it's really really cool I really like that strip that we did it was really fun so, well, how have you guys been managing? We've had all this crazy stuff going on with COVID, and I know homeschool, you flipped from being a full-time lawyer to being a full-time homeschool teacher. And yeah, so we made it 
It was a, we, so our last day at school was before spring break, and we made it about a month of holding it together, and then the oil market, the oil. Oh, crash. I remember that. I don't know if y'all, y'all might not know that, all that are watching, because y'all are not all from Texas, but there's a lot of people in Texas that were affected, obviously, by the oils. A lot of oil stuff just went yeah, to nothing. I worked for a company that's the world's largest manufacturer of oil-filled equipment, and um, they laid off 40% of the workers. Um, and that is big and mm. really hard, and strangely, it was a huge relief. Mm. Like, I love my job, I love the people that I work with, and I really like, I felt proud about what I did there. Um, but I didn't realize what a dark cloud it was having that this downturn has is the worst in our lifetimes for sure probably twice as long for sure and it's really hard to be working under that dark cloud and I've worked in the oil industry really since 2007 and so for the first time I could breathe easier and I can totally enjoy gas costing very little money <laughs> yeah and we're not going anywhere anyway yeah normal person in it so um so while we're stressed about that, you know, I'll find another job. And in the meantime, it let us really relax some. And it wasn't like, hurry up and do your work because I've got to get back to work. And, you know, we could really enjoy it. And um, probably what I enjoyed the most with my kids in remote school was we've been reading a lot together. And even though they're big kids and they know how to read to themselves, mm -hmm. they really like for me to read to them. Mm -hmm. So we started out the quarantine time reading the diary of Anne Frank. That's a wonderful um, book. Because I wanted them to understand the parallels, right? Like they got virtually no notice before they quit going to school and seeing their friends. And the, the same thing happened with Anne. And mm -hmm. she was just a little bit older than Rudy is. So that was really fun. We were reading that, um, but we made it maybe about halfway. And Lillian actually, she's nine. She was having some trouble with the ideas that kind of, the reasons why Anne's family had to stay. Right. And it's scary. And it's scary to think about people doing really evil things like what happened in the Holocaust. And um, so we needed, for mental health reasons to set that book aside. <laughs> gotcha. Um, we'll come back to it. Yeah. We just might wait till she's more, she's in middle school. A little bit older, but, yeah. So then Rudy's teacher assigned the book um, The Giver by Lois Lowry, and his teacher recorded herself reading it, but nobody wanted to listen to the teacher read it. They wanted to listen to Mama read it. Oh, how funny. So That's I wonderful. it loud, and... We really enjoyed it because it's a little bit of a dystopian coming of age story and that is our jam. We really like dystopian kid, you know, young adult. We like the Hunger Games and the Divergent series and all of those. So the more dystopian it is, the better. We really yeah. enjoy it. So we read it together. It's funny, we started one afternoon and I read Rudy maybe three or four chapters. I never read it when I was a teenager and I got sucked in. And so when I put everybody to bed, I stayed up until two o'clock <laughs> to finish it because I had to know what happened. Oh my goodness. And, um, it's good. It's a great book. And I think it has lots of good imagery. Anybody who 
also likes dystopian fiction and um it, it's not quite sci-fi but a right. little bit yeah and it's not quite magic but a little bit um and it's got all kinds of great symbolism and all kinds of great art but but it's like the the word it the art is words really it's, right and you get this really vivid mental picture so. I have a lot of European expat friends who moved here and they're really appalled with how much trash our family produces. And so, um, but I always kind of blew it off as I don't really have time for that. I don't really want a pile of organic trash sitting on my kitchen counter. But um, so I got one of those little metal canisters that sits on our countertop and then one of the tumblers we set up behind our garage so we've been having fun with saving all of our stuff and grabbing things back out of the trash can and um putting all that in there so we don't have any that's ready yet but we probably will pretty soon um oh i know what i wanted to tell you about what this is really totally right up your alley so my stepdaughter is 11 and both she and lily who's nine are really into this series of books called the wings of fire there there's a set of graphic novels and then little novellas and they're for little girls and but they have a lot of these beautiful dragon pictric illustrations in them oh so what i decided that i was going to do we've been having a lot of trouble with kate gets really homesick she wants to go back to her mom's and we have a hard time getting her to come to our house and enjoy it so what i'm going to do is if you have a projector may i borrow it and if you don't have a projector i'm gonna buy one i found one that some other moms had been talking about in a facebook group um that they were using to project movies up on the side of their garage oh how fun outside how fun so i found they the one that came recommended it's only 100 bucks on amazon and so you can like play video games on the side of your garage we were thinking we could float in the pool and watch movies on the side of the garage that's fun but i'm going to use it to project kate's favorite pictures of the dragons from these graphic novels onto the wall of her bedroom and make our own giant color by number so oh, that she's cool. motivated she's very into arts and crafts and um so that she's motivated when she she wants to come to our house right to work on her dragon art and she's very creative as well she took this um dress-up mask that her grandfather got her at walmart i don't even know what it was originally it's like soft moldable mask like for halloween and she cut foam and glitter painted it and it and it looks exactly like one of the dragons in the story that's now. cool and its mouth moves when she talks when it's oh. on so it's really fun so i think that i'm gonna spring for that so that i can paint some cool murals in the kids room so lily's room is in a harry potter theme it looks like a gryffindor dormitory and so what she really wants in her room is um, stars on the ceiling, mm -hmm. like in the Great Hall at Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a little door for Dobby that's down under the windows. So it, oh, and how there's a little fun. sock tack to the wall up by it. Oh, so how fun. it's really cute. And then Rudy's project is we, um, he's gotten really into anime. So we're gonna take some pictures from his favorite anime and paint them, I think on, there's, at Ikea, they sell a, like a room dividing screen. I think I'm gonna get them one of those because it's a little bit um, like Asian feeling. And it's got these panels and I think that we can put all the different anime characters that he really loves. Oh, on those. And paint them on the panels of the screen. Oh, that would be cool. And then he can use it to divide like his gaming part of his room from his bed 
and it'll look really cool. That's fun. So, yeah, well, last time that we things. talked, you were doing all kinds of cool stuff in the house. You guys had just moved in, and you were doing wallpaper, and you oh. were doing the floors, and you know. Well, Bill and I renovated our bathroom, so our house was built in 2002. So things are just looking a little bit like yellow brass blah, and um, so and we had a cat who kept peeing in our closet. You would know nothing about this, would you? Cats that pee in inappropriate places? No, I have so, no idea about cats no. at all. So at some point in the last <laughs> year, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but I got very angry with the cat Ugh. and I ripped all the carpet out of our closet. And so it's just been the foundation in the master closet since then. And right after Christmas, like right in the new year, I said, babe, we're gonna lay tile. It's just, it, we can bang this out like a weekend. Have we ever laid tile before? No. No, we have not. But my dad has showed me how, and he did teach me how I did reface the fireplace. It didn't have to be grouted because it's a stacked stone that doesn't have to have grout. But um, so my very sensible husband said, why don't we just tile the closet and that'll be our project we learn on. And I oh, said, that's a safe place. That's, right. always, that's yeah. a good tip, guys. If you're going to do a home reno, do it a place, especially if it's something big like that, that nobody practice. else is going to see, so you can practice it there. Yeah. Yeah. So while he was outside, I started to demo the tile in the bathroom. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he walked back in and he said, um, I guess we're tiling the bathroom, too, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are, dear. So we had picked out this pattern, and we got these big um, 12 by 24 large format tiles, and they're gray. And then these smaller ones, they're eight by eight, that look like, kind of like those cement tiles with the pattern. And what I wanted to do was like a tile rug in front of the tub, and then do the gray tile, you know, all the west, all the way all around. around it, yeah. And then I also wanted to t take the pattern tiles as a surround around the bathtub. So we got, we did tile the whole closet in one weekend. Um, and then, so that was done at the beginning of January and we've been working on the bathroom ever since. So we tiled sort of next to the tub in the shower and then we got really tired. And, and cutting those really large format tiles is really hard because right. they're heavy right. and the blade tends to catch and then it gets stuck and so you have to back it up, start over. So um, we very carefully worked on our pattern for this tile rug. It's like doing a really big puzzle on your knees while your spouse glares at you. <laughs> <laughs> and we got it laid out and so we decided we were going to look at it for the night, like the day. Right. I said, honey, I think we need to go back to the tile place. I want something else, like something else is an accent. And he was not wrong. So we went back and we got glass tiles that are like subway tiles that are also gray. And so they make a border around the patterned tile. And then we got some black marble that goes around that it just makes it more polished around right. the tub surround. And he was right, and it looks great. You know, it's interesting, too, whenever you're doing that sort of a project, sometimes it happens organically, yeah. and sometimes you've got, like, everything set before you ever start. But one of the things that I've noticed, because, you know, I was at SCAD, mm -hmm. an interior design uh, painting major back way back in my 20s, multiple patterns make a better composition. Mm -hmm. 
so many so many people think I'm just going to buy a box of tiles and that's going to be it. It really it doesn't stop there. It really really makes it look like a designer's done it when you add three or four different la layers and levels of textures. And so I know right. that that glass just really, it really made it and made the it. Glass took us more another weekend of learning to cut it properly and sort of shape it and. And then we had to do, of course, another puzzle of the outline because we did two rows of the glass subway tiles to go all the way around the tile rug. And it looks great now, but it's a lot of work. It it's a lot of work. <laughs> hey, I have a great idea. I'm wondering about you guys, too. You know, we've been talking about this in our house, and I have no idea if this is something that's interesting to you guys as well. But with all the toilet paper shortage, we're thinking that maybe it might be a good time to put in a bidet. Do it. I'm just thinking that that might just be the perfect thing to do. I mean, have you have you thought about doing that at your house? I actually tried. So I bought one off of Amazon that the style of it is not, so there's different types, right? right. There's some that it's like a little hose and it connects down to your connectors where the water comes out. Right. Wall. Um, and I got one of those because there was one in my sister's house that she bought like a year and a half ago, maybe. And she was just going crazy for it. And this was before there was no problem. Right, right. Paper. Yeah. She just she thought it was great. And so she had like, she's been potty training her kids so she could like rinse out the poopy ones and over the toilet. And she was like, but then I tried it and I, it's wonderful. So she had raved about it. And so I got one. But my toilet, all the guts in my toilet needed to be replaced because all the little seals were leaking and oh. I just, I made a big mess. And so I got mad and I threw it away. Oh no. But I would like to try it again. Yeah. I think that if I just go ahead and replace all the inner parts of the toilet, then we'd be in good shape. Well, and I'm thinking too, I mean, I haven't calculated out the cost involved, but to buy it and fix it up and make it work as a doable, you know, lifestyle change for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cost basis in terms of what we're spending on toilet paper is just because everything's gone up right. I don't know if you've been to the store lately but meat's gone up I just went to, to Walmart normally my normal regular run and what normally cost me in $150-$200 is now closer to $400 it's almost double yeah. and so uh, any little spot that you can find in your budget right now to kind of shave here and shave there would really make a difference in the long run and of course who doesn't want to try a bidet I mean that's right. pretty Woo. cool <laughs> cha 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 well on that note guys I hope you guys have had a wonderful afternoon watching me and Jonah just shoot it and talk and visit out here in the Texas sun it's been a warm one I'll tell you that today we've been with dragonflies and splashing babies and all kinds of stuff going on out here but we hope that you guys have enjoyed our talk and you guys are living your sweet life we'll see you next week